Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Through Our Eyes. If it's your first time, welcome, glad to have you here. If it's not, thank you for coming back. I'm your host, Maram, and today we are going to be talking about social media. Now, very bluntly speaking, social media are interactive technologies that allow the creation or exchange of information, ideas, career interests, and other forms of expression via virtual communities and networks. It hasn't only affected people's lives, but it has also helped businesses and trades flourish. And to be honest, nowadays, there is no escaping social media. So to talk about this, I have a social media friend. Yay, someone that I met through social media. Someone that has just been a very unexpectedly beautiful new addition to my life. So please welcome Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. How Thanks are you so doing? Much. Oh, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for accepting to be on the podcast. Of course. So I actually recorded the previous episode with Angela and we were just telling the story of how the three of us met and we gave you a small shout out on the previous episode like, yay, go Sam. And Sam is here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's cr- yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, that we how we met through social media definitely do you uh, want to tell the story for those who haven't listened to our previous episode? yeah so um we met through this event basically where we were put into a group of two or three strangers and then we were asked different questions um, to get to know each other and just l- learn about different people's point of views and this was I think how many people joined the event? It was all through Facebook. Over two hundred. Maybe, a, yeah, a couple hundred, and it was it was great. Um, I woke up very early to do it because of the time difference, but um, it was such a great way to connect with someone just from a totally different part of the world and different point of views, and yeah, it was such a great experience. Definitely, yeah, we loved it so much that we ended up having a catch-up call to finish the questions that we didn't have enough time to do and it was Mm -hmm. really nice I cried that day (laughs) I like spilled my guts and cried (laughs) it was beautiful it's such a beautiful memory to this day um so glad to have met you yes it's mutual it was it was such an amazing experience and I'm glad that we're able to continue it through something like this this podcast definitely thank you so let's talk about our history of social media. When did you okay. first start, when did you first start using them? Let's see. The first time I I can remember using it, maybe it was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bit older, so when I the first social media that I remember using was MySpace. Ooh. And <laughs> and that was that was a bit rough. Um, very like you can kind of like customize your profiles um, with like music and background so like it's not kind of not Facebook where it's kind mm-hmm. of it's more clean even if you don't think it's clean my space was a lot messier yeah. and probably um, the thing that people remember the most about my space is that you had a friends list and then you had like your top eight friends so then you would have to rank friends um oh that yeah that was a bit kind of traumatizing a little bit if you like have a best friend you're like yeah they're my number one and then you go on their page and you see like oh I'm not even like on their list so it can cause mm. a lot of drama so that that's my first um memory of like using social media and seeing how it can be good because you get to meet people sometimes through it and connect, but then like also the not so great parts of social media. Definitely. I'm still shocked by the ranking part. I mean, I was <laughs> I directly signed up on Facebook. I don't remember my space being a thing when I joined the mm-hmm. social media sphere, but ranking people, as you said, that must be such a source of drama, but also maybe people would seek validation in their friendship through it which at the end of the day ranking your friends is not a good idea please don't (laughs) I remember that feature on snapchat snapchat we would like you could check people's top three friends and I do remember like checking a few people's top three friends and see if I was in there 
I, it would make me sad when I would see that I wasn't. I'd just go like, no, that's so sad. I want to be in there. Why am I not on there? Like, are you betraying me with someone else? And mm. I feel like that could be a source of a lot of insecurities, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that was definitely a source of many insecurities among friends. Um, just, yeah. Having to rake friends, I think, is just a bad idea in general. <laughs> yes, please don't ever. Let's not bring this back. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Was it very? Agreed. Was it very prominent in your teenagehood? Were you very attached to social media? I don't think it's. I was as prominent as it is nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't like on my phone all the time checking. Like, I definitely was able to like kind of go to school and then. when I got home and got on my computer then I would go on uh, MySpace and then eventually Facebook and then check other people's pages and stuff like that but I wasn't I guess surrounded by it um, all the time as I am now like on my phone like you can have it 24-7. Definitely it's crazy how it it literally overtook everything because I feel like nowadays our social life happens on social on social media especially with COVID and people not being able to meet for so long social media is an essential you can't really live without it anymore and I do remember when I was a teenager and I would go out with my friends we had to post pictures because it's almost like there was this idea of oh, if you don't post about it, it never happened. So you have to post about it to show on social media that you actually have a social life. Yeah. Yeah, like you aren't you aren't friends until you are Facebook friends. Yes. <laughs> there is this small um, audio in Frank, Sh- Frank Ocean's album. And it's basically this guy telling a story about how his girlfriend broke up with him because he wouldn't add her on Facebook. And I wow. remember listening to this the first time, I was like, wow, that's intense. But for some people, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, I mean, I would kind of see that as a red flag a little bit, <laughs> them not adding me. But yeah, I mean, social media has just become, I don't know, such an important part, like just getting to know someone even maybe like you can ask questions, but then you can also just look on their profiles on, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's a way to, yeah, kind of like catch up on people's lives too. Definitely. There is this, um, this reminded me of uh, a documentary it's a it's a man that had his whole crew and they were in a van and he would go and interview people in the street and so he would just ask them for their name and based on their name they would look them up on Facebook and try to match the profile with the person's picture so they would find that profile and then he would start asking them questions with little facts about their lives like oh so you grew up in that place and that person would be like, how do you know this? And they would be like, oh, so you went to this school and you had this prominent life event and you're married to this person or you're going out with this person or your relationship status is complicated or you did this and that. And they would get out all of this information from their public profile. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you can filter your information and have some of it be private, some of it be only accessible to your friends and some of it mm-hmm. be totally public they would just question people based on that and so many people got freaked out they would just go like are you psychic how do you know all of this <laughs> and at the end he would tell them that's your public profile page that's your public facebook page and so you need to be more aware of what you post on it because to some extent yes there are many pros and it's very helpful to stay in touch with friends and to get to know more people but it can definitely be very dangerous at times yeah no, I think a lot of people don't realize just how much of their information is out there. And like, you can see that in, I think people are now more aware um, when it comes to like, for example, job hunting and stuff, like what not to post, what to keep private. But like before, like I heard of people like me, you know, not getting jobs because they found them on Facebook and saw this one picture mm-hmm. and 
yeah I don't think yeah people don't realize just how much of their information is out there and that that can be a pretty scary thought definitely as a teenager I used to be very I used to want my social media pages to reflect the person I wanted to be and to reflect that perfect image I wanted to put out of myself and Mm -hmm. You know, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you would try to, on Twitter, I would try to post these funny, relatable (laughs) tweets, but I'm not funny, so it never worked, I just cringe, (laughs) I'm I'm not that funny, Um, and on Facebook, I would really try to, anything that I posted, I posted with what people thought in mind. I never really posted anything because, oh, I think this is awesome and I love it so much, and it led me to having a bit of an a bit of a, an unhealthy relationship with social media because without even realizing it unconsciously i was seeking validation from everything i put out and i realized that i had a social media break for i think one year one year and a half i wasn't using any social media and i realized how how toxic it had been i think mm-hmm. um and having that step back was very, very, very scary at first. And it got me very anxious because I was afraid of missing out. I was afraid of being left out of the loop. I was afraid of being uh, by myself and all of this. But it's I noticed how toxic it was for me, at least, because I didn't have a very healthy relationship with it. How was it for you? Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, I mean, speaking of social media break, I'm actually on one right now. Yay! Uh, yeah, I, for me, the reason why I, I took the social media break was um, because at this moment, um, I'm kind of like figuring out more about my career and I'm thinking about making some like changes, like significant changes in my life. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a uh, like a time where I'm just kind of fragile I guess yeah um and kind of scared of like what my future is gonna be mm-hmm. so social media ended up being like a place where I was just looking at like other people's feeds and other people's lives and then I ended up comparing and it was just not like a healthy place for me to be because you know everyone has their own journey and everyone has right you know, the paths that they need to take. And just because I'm doing something different doesn't mean it's bad or less than, but it was hard not to compare Mm -hmm. when going through like Facebook and Instagram and all that, because people were posting, you know, the highlight reels of their lives, like all the good things. So you don't see the bad things that are happening. And then you just like, oh, all these great things are happening to all these people. And then me not so much so yeah I was getting in like a not healthy um space so I am taking a social media break I do have them installed still for messaging purposes yes to keep in touch with people but I've taken them like off the main screen of my phone so I have to actively search for the app to like get on it instead of just clicking on it and scrolling so that extra step has actually helped me like if I'm like, oh, I should go to Instagram, but then I have to search for, I'm like, do I really need to go on Instagram? And then kind of stops me from going on it. Yeah. Sometimes we open the apps without even realizing it. Like It's like a mm-hmm. reflex. You're just sitting there and your finger automatically just opens Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And it's a bit scary. I don't know. To some extent, yes, social media is... It is a great place to stay in touch with loved ones, to have funny memes, funny memes and entertaining content, to let out your creativity and to do so many great things that I think we can get into a bit later. But it is also just the highlight reels of everyone's lives. And it is, you know, a facade that everyone is trying to keep up of, oh, look at this beautiful moment of my life and look at this beautiful trip I took, but I'm not showing you how... For example, I am. Um, I just had a breakdown before taking that picture. We only see yeah. the highlights. We only see the happy moments, and it it can lead to very toxic and unhealthy expectations from everyone because they see this reflected 
on everyone's profiles and they're like I want this for myself but it is it is very unhealthy because it's not it's not normal it's not reality reality as it is is you know it's the good things the bad things it's mashed up it goes all together sometimes you go through very rough periods sometimes you go through beautiful periods and so only focusing on the good stuff can make it very very toxic as a scroller to just keep seeing people being very happy when you're sometimes um you're going through a hard time so yeah definitely it's barely just the tip of the iceberg on people's lives and on what they go through on a daily basis exactly exactly I 100% agree (laughs) (laughs) did you ever feel peer pressure from social media peer pressure um I think we touched this a little bit before Mm -hmm. about like you needed to show things on your profile for it to like kind of be real I did feel like peer pressure in college I remember um maybe not peer I don't know I felt some pressure to like always have photos uploaded and be tagged yeah. to like show that I have a social life that I'm just not like this bookworm or, or something <laughs> um so like I would I would kind of obsess a little bit over it like every time like maybe over the weekend I would go someplace I'm like oh did someone take pictures are they gonna tag me I have to make sure that I'm tagged yeah. so that people can know that like oh I'm doing all these fun things and I'm a, like a fun person definitely it feels like this reflection of your life that we constantly need to keep updated Mm -hmm. and I noticed that you know keeping this online identity and this online profile can sometimes replace the connection that you have with yourself because you your life is going a certain way and then you are making it out to be another way on social media and in some cases it can lead to a disconnect at least it happened for me when I would see all of I would only put out my happy pictures but I didn't feel happy at that moment I don't know if you saw there's this one video that was trending at some point and it was like a bunch of kids uh they were at I think they were going to a party they were hanging out together when they all had their phones taken out they were all dancing and jamming to the music and they looked like they had the best time ever but then as soon as they stopped recording they were dead like everyone was just sitting in a corner on their phone and no one was talking to anyone and I remember seeing this video and going like wow we sometimes go to 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 very long extents to just portray this perfect vision of who we want to be and the life we want to have and I do remember being so stressed about being tagged when I would go out with my friends (laughs) like that was that was one of my worries and now looking back at it I'm very thankful for the fact that now I have a very I don't rely on social media anymore I use it as a tool but I don't need it to live Mm -hmm. I can go without it I don't mind and so I can now say that it's crazy how that was something that people would worry over how that was something that I would worry over like am I gonna get tagged and are my pictures gonna look like I have a lot of friends and everyone loves right. me and I'm such a sociable nice person <laughs> unpacking this <laughs> is yeah unpacking this and realizing how much of of a hold it has over us is I don't know if you but for me I find it a bit scary yeah I think so and like when when you post something also yeah like you mentioned before like the validation like how many likes am I getting like oh yes the more likes I get like all the more people think that like I don't know whatever you want to portray in that photo Mm -hmm. that's what they're viewing so you're like oh okay it's going the way I want it to go or something like that I don't know it can be dangerous (laughs) in that way be the very do you want to jump on and talk about the dark side of social media like the the dark side okay yeah we can talk about that (laughs) um probably like some of the scary things that so we talked about the cons but like yeah there's also kind of even more of a con like about how 
because there's you have all this information out there um I don't know people can like use that to their advantage in whatever way like bullying stalking or however way they want to use that information and it is scary Mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of overshare a lot (laughs) mostly on Facebook which like a lot of their opinions I know Facebook is a, a, a place now where there's a lot of debates and that can get quite oh, yeah. ugly a lot of the times and I've seen like debates um, with family members that get really nasty and because I think you have this screen to hide behind like what you would normally say to someone face to face you you don't have that like hesitation anymore you can just say whatever you want to say it could just end up being a really nasty place definitely being behind the screen uh, gives people a lot of courage and sometimes that courage is is not needed in that situation because they're just going to be mean I mean I definitely have noticed that Facebook has turned into this debating space or in this Mm -hmm. it has turned into this space of like here is what I think you can say what you think but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give you shit for it I'm gonna give Mm -hmm. you shit for thinking that way and I'm gonna argue with you and it's gonna it's gonna be very nasty as you said but definitely I feel like each social media platform has a different dynamic like you know Facebook is for those people debating in a corner, you have Instagram for Instagram for like the cute pictures and like everyone is mm-hmm. everyone looks happy on Instagram, everyone is depressed on Twitter, everyone is relatable and edgy <laughs> on Twitter, and then everyone is funny on TikTok. Um, yeah, how do you, how do you see each social media platform? Um. So I don't actually use Twitter that often, um, but I think I use each social media platform maybe a little bit differently because I do try and like hone my social media intake. I use Twitter mainly for news and financial information. Um, So I follow a lot of like finance people and news outlets on Twitter. Uh, On TikTok, um, I end up going into like a, the mental health area of TikTok and like people talking about their emotions and just psychology. So that's, that's really fun and like relatable uh, a lot of the times. Um, and I don't know, I, I, it feels a lot, uh, quite genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, those videos that I see on that yeah. Instagram, definitely for the pictures. Um, but I also follow a lot of places. So this is a good point about, um, social media is that I do follow a lot of things uh, like businesses and maybe people who travel around Japan and I get mm-hmm. ideas for my job that way so I'll see something and like oh that looks like a cool place to visit because um, I create tours in Japan and then I kind of like put, put that in my memory and like write that down or something so that's how I felt uh, use it but I also and then Facebook is kind of I don't scroll so much through Facebook, but I think I mainly use Facebook now as just a place to keep in touch with people that have had Facebook for ages now. Yeah. And that's the only way I can keep in touch with them. My brother recently uh, came, and so he is he's just been catching up with all of our family members, all of our friends, and the first question he's asked is, oh, he should add me on Facebook, but he doesn't have Facebook because he's, what, 17, 18? And he directly hopped on Instagram and Snapchat, so he just never uses Facebook and he sees it as <laughs> this platform for old people and it's boring yeah. and it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so he's just been, you know, on the fence. of so like, do I make a Facebook? But I don't need a Facebook, but do I need a Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> So that's been a little bit of an ongoing debate at the house. Um, But yeah, definitely. I feel like social media also helps a lot when it comes to raising awareness. I don't know about you, but lately with everything that's been happening in the world, I have been getting most of the sources from people who are actually 
there on the ground when the Sheikh Jarrah, when the Sheikh Jarrah instance blew up and it was everywhere, most of the news that I was getting was from people who were there, people who lived there, people who could give you all of the information live. And it has helped a lot with sharing more awareness, helping people uh, understand what's happening in Palestine. And this is something that I'm very grateful for because media outlets are biased. They are very yeah. biased. And I don't know if you've seen those posts of people rewriting um, news headlines, um, but it, you just notice how biased it is. And so I don't mostly rely on them for information. I take it with a grain of salt, let's say, because they're pushing an agenda, but that's another debate. <laughs> um, so <laughs> having social media and having people who are going through that situation and people who can provide you with testimonials has just been very helpful understanding everything that's going on in the world even when fires broke out in Algeria people were helping people through social media and that's how we really got to overcome the situation so that's definitely a pro of it that I really appreciate. Yeah I actually I hadn't thought about that but I completely agree about that also. Social media has helped a lot in Japan, like Twitter, to kind of keep up to date with a lot of the natural disasters that is happening in Japan. Mm -hmm. For example, like typhoons and floodings and earthquakes, perhaps. Um, you do get kind of live up-to-date news information, but sometimes like Twitter, like people are like posting right away, like, oh, look at this, like they're posting videos. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is a good way to keep up to date live on the ground news. And when I, when the Black Lives Matter yes. protests were happening also, because I'm not in the States, all I thought I could get was something from the news. I wouldn't, I didn't think that I could like, you know, get something live and in person, but mm -hmm. following people on Twitter, actually, it was probably where I got a lot of the videos. It was very, it was, it was so great to just see videos without as you said, bias, and just like see mm -hmm. it as it is yeah. and what's happening there. Definitely, it is very helpful when it comes to this. And social media actually helps a lot when it comes to applying pressure. So continuing on the Palestinian case, the fact that it was so widespread and so many people spoke up about what was happening forced some companies to withdraw. And it forced um, it forced some governments to make some decisions, some decisions, and some companies had to to stop any. Some companies had to stop their contracts with Israel because their customers were against it, and their customers were clearly saying, "If you keep doing this, we are going to boycott you." And all of that happened through social media. So that was a beautiful thing to notice, and that was such a beautiful. That was such a beautiful sight to see um, how people came together and how they applied pressure, people from all over the world. So I don't know if you were aware of everything that was happening, but it was definitely just tear jogging. It was very Aww. emotional. <laughs> no, that's so great. Like, I mean, yeah, social media can bring so, so many people together and cause like great movement mm -hmm. if used properly. Yeah. A lot of things are happening in the world. When you mentioned the protest with the Black Lives Matter, I just noticed how how much the world has been going through this these past couple of years. And just right now, at this very moment, with fires in Algeria, fires in Turkey, the whole thing always ongoing in Palestine, Colombia, Afghanistan. Black Lives Matter, a lot is happening in the world. And sometimes being exposed to all of this on social media can be very overwhelming. These past yeah. few days, I don't want to go on social media anymore because <laughs> I'm just going to be faced with devastating news. And I don't know if I can handle it anymore because there's only so much you can take. And yes, I am speaking from a place of privilege because alhamdulillah, thankfully, I'm not going through any of this and for me it's just information on the screen 
but as someone who likes to advocate for the causes that I deem worthy and for human rights, it's a lot of weight to carry on one's shoulder, making sure that you give every cause the attention it deserves, yeah. that you raise the awareness, that you raise enough awareness about it so that people start talking. It's a lot to handle and I feel very, I almost feel stupid because I am coming from a place of privilege. And as I said, it's just news on the screen for me. It's not my reality. And so sharing is the least I feel like I can do. But sometimes it becomes very overwhelming. And sometimes I just don't go on my phone for days <laughs> until people call me on the, are you dead? Are you okay? <laughs> so yeah, that has been a lot to keep up with. How do you feel about that? I think it is important to share issues, especially that ones that you are passionate about and to bring about change. But I agree that sometimes it can be really overwhelming because there are so many issues in the world and you can't possibly take on every single one of them. But yeah. I think people kind of forget about that when there is constant news and information from friends from different realms of life mm -hmm. and who care about all sorts of different things so you're pretty much unless you're only friends with people that care about what you care about yeah. you're gonna get news and information about so many different issues so I, I understand and it can get extremely overwhelming yeah, and something I also noticed is that sometimes raising awareness about a certain cause is almost trending. I don't know mm. if you remember the blue profile pictures that everyone put to raise awareness about the Uyghurs in China. I think I think I remember that. Yeah, and before that, the dark blue profile picture that everyone had to raise awareness about Sudan and every time it's a new thing and then it was I think dark red for mm -hmm. Palestine it's always a new color and sometimes it feels like a trend because yeah. when everyone was talking about Uyghurs which is still ongoing people still need to talk about this everyone had everyone was sharing information about this and everyone had changed that profile picture but one week later, everyone went back to their holidays and everyone yeah. just went back to sharing their holiday pictures, which, yes, it's your social media platform. You, are, you can do whatever you want, but please don't do it just because it's a trend. Don't just share information because you will be frowned upon if you don't. Because, yes, some people are, they might call you out on the, oh, why are you just posting posting like beach pictures and not talking about the protests and not talking about the situation in this or that country. And you might get called out if you are surrounded by people who care deeply about, the, about these issues. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we should be sharing them only because it's a trend. Mm -hmm. There is a minimum of humanity that I feel should <laughs> go into it. And so, I don't know it doesn't see it doesn't sit right with me to only see people sharing stuff when it's trending and then yeah. not talking about it ever again because who's even it's not news anymore and that yeah. doesn't sit right with me because it's not news anymore we should be we should have done something about it for it not to be devastating news all the time because okay there is a conflict in a certain place there are so many places that have been that have been going through conflicts and that have been going through very precarious situations that we have stopped talking about because it's not news. Instead of disregarding them and discarding them, we should be finding solutions so that, you know, there's this saying that's in French that says, bad nouvelle, bad nouvelle, and that basically translates to no news means good news, but in this case, no news means <laughs> bad news. So I feel like, we should be doing something about it. And I can't really keep people accountable to this. I can't really force them to do anything, but please, if you are listening to this, I am wishing that you, you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that you just have, you know, this drive to show up for other people show up for other causes who are going to need your support because sometimes your country may be the one going through something hard and 
when you when you are aware of what's happening in the world and when you stand up for human rights and you support people through their dark times they're going to be supporting you and they're going to be by your side and it just helps build this beautiful fraternity in the world so please just yeah I don't know what I want to say with this but <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this what you were saying is is valid that people should be more aware and not just go on like do the trend just because it's a trend yeah. but on the other hand because it's a trend it might actually be reaching people that aren't aware of the situation and that might actually deep go deep into like research and finding out more about it and who knows maybe they'll end up doing something in the long run that actually benefits in some way so it's kind of a double-edged sword I think we should be aware if we do a trend like what the trend actually is do a little bit of research don't just copy someone (laughs) do you remember the black and white pictures yes when women yeah hiking each other do you know the backstory behind this I have forgotten but I know it's not what it eventually turned into yes so it's actually a trend that started in Turkey because um there were many feminists the feminists I don't know in English so feminists no not feminists no okay feminist is the act of killing someone because they're women oh and so there were many crimes related to this. And when a woman died, they would share her picture in the news in black and white. And so women in Turkey started sharing their black and white pictures on social media because the message behind this was tomorrow it may be me on the news and wow. it may be my picture up there. And they were tagging each other to, I think, raise more awareness about this. And eventually it just turned into, it was a women empowerment movement by the end, but so much got taken out of it that by the end, no one knew the backstory anymore. No one was aware that it was because of the situation in Turkey and that it started out as, you know, an act to raise awareness, not only um, empower women. Yeah, no, that was definitely lost though. I just learned about it maybe through a news article, but when the Mm -hmm. trend was happening and when I actually saw it on my Instagram that the original message was already lost at that point. Definitely. And, you know, to go back on the point of sharing a cause when it's a trend, it helps, yes. Um, There are so many things that I wasn't aware of that I actually got to know through people sharing them on their stories so many causes that I wasn't really aware of and that helps a lot but the only thing I'm asking for is for people to just be a bit more intentional about it it's not just a button that you click yes please share always share but give it some thought you know for us it's one button that we click and we share and that's it and that's a great thing love people who share information love people who even take further steps that's beautiful um but yeah just give it some thought be more intentional about it and don't let your social media sphere eat you up if it becomes too full of these devastating news because it can become very full of devastating news Mm -hmm. and that can become very toxic for you and for your mental health so finding a balance is really hard sometimes I haven't found that balance yet I'm either extreme I'm either like extremely advocating for a hundred causes at once or I'm like dead not here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I haven't found that balance either um well just in social media in general it's it's not an easy balance to find but you just have to I especially when it comes to social issues you have to be aware but then you have to also take care of yourself too if you feel like it's weighing you down too much take a break a little bit definitely like the break you're taking right now do you take breaks often I don't take breaks often but I definitely felt the need to this time around Mm -hmm. because I do there are despite all the cons that we've talked about um in this podcast there are a lot of good things about social media yeah. that I do like, 
So that's why I do keep it around. But when I can see that it's actually doing more harm than good, then I do take a break when necessary. Maybe I've taken like one other break in the past, but this is the first time like I've actually like been really active of not Mm -hmm. scrolling and just not being on social media as much as possible. Yeah, how does it, how do you feel right now without any social media? Good. I mean, I feel like I was comparing, because I was comparing myself a lot to other people, it was really detrimental to my mental health. And I was getting into a really dark place. Mm-hmm. And ever since I've kind of stopped looking at those platforms, I kind of free up that darkness, I guess. Um, I'm able to focus more on the things that I need to focus on. Mm-hmm. My job, I'm currently studying Japanese more and just not feeling the need to compare my life to other people. So it has been really good for me. And I think I'll eventually I'll get back on it maybe when I'm a little bit more settled in my mm-hmm. life like I'll jump on every once in a while to mention someone but I don't think I'll scroll as much as I did before until myself I'm feeling better mentally at least yeah well I'm happy I'm happy you feel better I'm happy this is <laughs> an official view it's definitely good to be aware when you need to take a break and implementing it so I'm very happy for you <laughs> I feel like well let me share my little experience with it now. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager, I relied heavily on social media to just prove myself and prove my friendships. And then when senior year rolled around, I stopped using social media, stopped using my phone because um, in the French system, there is a big exam that you take at the end of your year. It's called le baccalauréat. And that's the like university entrance exam and it's stressful you know preparing for two years for one exam that happens on over the span of one week is stressful so I really wanted to focus on this and with my parents we decided that removing extra um, distraction removing extra distractions would be helpful so I stopped using social media and at first I was just so anxious all the time I was anxious of getting a text and not answering I was anxious of missing out on my friends getting together and not hearing of it because maybe I don't know maybe they made a group chat and I couldn't see the messages I was just very very stressed at the beginning and looking back at it it almost feels like a detox you know when you're going through a drug detox process at first with the withdrawal you mm-hmm. feel this way and you feel this need to reach for it and to get back to it but eventually I'm very happy that I did because I vividly remember everything from that year whereas the previous years I was a bit busy taking pictures and taking videos of literally everything um, so I don't actually have actual memories of everything that was happening unless it was see watching my screen and watching things through my screen even though I was physically there and you know for senior year I have vivid recollections of everything that happened and it helped me make more genuine friendships now my friends would actually just call me because they knew that I wasn't going to text them if they texted me on Facebook or Instagram that I wasn't going to be able to answer so they called me instead and instead of you know just chatting on social media we would have a call and calls are more personal they're more human and it's the next next thing is the next best thing after hanging out with someone because you get to hear their voice and through their voice you can see they're smiling if they are you can feel the tone better. It's better than just texting. And the friendships that I made that year really deepened a lot. And I'm still very close to everyone that was in my life back then, three years later. So I'm very, very grateful for that. But then coming back on social media, I fell back into the rabbit hole again. (laughs) 
when I got my phone back, when I got my phone back, when I reinstalled uh, social media, I got back into this mindset of I need to catch up on everything. And I realized very quickly that I was spending too much time on my phone, too much time mindlessly scrolling, and I wouldn't get any value out of it. So I stopped. And I think that year helped me a lot because nowadays I actually don't spend a lot of time on my phone and my friends kind of give me shit for it because I take over a day to answer. <laughs> if I text <laughs> today, I'm answering tomorrow. <laughs> and getting to have this disconnect from my phone and not feeling this urge to always have it in my hand and not have this urge to always be talking to someone, always be doing something has been nice because sometimes when I'm outside and I'm waiting for a friend I'm not scrolling on Instagram I'm just watching my surroundings and watching kids with their grandparents playing and watching old grandpas talk in the corner and it has been really nice because I feel more tethered to the world I don't feel like I'm just watching it through a screen I feel like I'm actually present and I have I'm connected to it. Can you imagine? We would go see these uh, fountain shows, and I would just be recording the whole thing. Yeah. And watching the show <laughs> through my fo- through my like my phone, but at the end of it, I didn't get to watch the beautiful fountain show, and mm-hmm. I was so mad when I noticed that like, you have the video to show your friends, but you didn't watch it. That's so sad. <laughs> it is. It really is, and that's something that I was conscious about even before my social media break, like, I honestly don't even post that much on Instagram or Facebook anymore. But I I was still conscious of like, I have a, a lot of other friends that do. And when we would go traveling or like see something, I would maybe take one photo. But like, after that one photo, I purposely put my phone away and just kind yeah. of enjoy the moment. And like, just live in it because otherwise like all my friends like next to me are just like taking like 500 photos I'm like are you actually like enjoying the moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah we do need to find a balance between you know commemorating the moment and keeping it tucked away in our phones and Mm -hmm. really living in it and being present I have a small tip it's something that I started doing so I used to take pictures a lot and you know how taking pictures it takes time because you need to find the perfect pose and this and that I started taking small videos and small they're like small genuine videos of my friends when they're not watching of my friends when they're just you know playing together and I, I would put them together and it would make this very short like 30 seconds one minute's top video of just our day together and most of the time they wouldn't be you know they wouldn't be most of the time they would be caught in the act of just being themselves and so it it feels very genuine those videos are just beautiful I love them so much I have like a couple of them of just us existing and us being friends and taking small videos of people when they're not necessarily trying to like pose or trying to do this or that really helps because I don't know I feel like taking a small video is better than just like taking a picture because when you have that video it's a few seconds it's moving you can feel life and I agree yeah I I try and take videos um, every so often, especially if I'm like, traveling with friends, I try and consciously make sure that I have people in, whether it's a photo or a video that I'm taking, mm-hmm. because like you said, it brings life. Like, I don't want just like a landscape photos are pretty, but like, I want to add like life to the photos or the yeah. video as well. Definitely. It is really nice looking back at them now. Looking back at high school, I'm really glad that I took a lot of pictures, but I also barely didn't take any pictures in college. <laughs> so <now laughs> to the university, I have like those few clicks that I would take somewhere, but they're not as frequent because I used to use Snapchat every day. And, you know, with the streaks and everything, you would have to interact every day. 
and they would save my pictures so I know what I was doing like five years ago day by day limit even hour by hour I just I took a lot of pictures but now <laughs> I take one picture per week one picture if there is an event and I'm meeting people I will have pictures of it and I will have videos but if it's just if there if it's just me going through my routine I'm not likely to have any pictures of it because you know nothing's really happening so I've been mm-hmm. trying to also be more intentional about it we have this little garden that my grandpa is actually you know taking care of he's gardening and everything and I remember the first time I saw him gardening and he was I think he was uh planting seeds and it was so beautiful and I took a small video of it and then I made a habit of taking videos of him every time he would go out and now I have this small video like this small compilation of just my grandma my grandpa existing in the garden and gardening and now my brother has taken this has taken this habit of going out every day and working on the garden because now my grandpa can't really take care of it as well as he used to um so yeah like also romanticizing small moments you know (laughs) (laughs) I love that those are those are great memories to have yeah or even just this is very very basic but I feel calm when I am surrounded by nature and sometimes when I feel very overwhelmed I just go sit next to a tree or I go somewhere with vegetation. And so sometimes I just have these videos of leaves swaying to the wind. And, you know, it's not much. <laughs> it's just like a leaf swaying to the wind or a small sunset. But knowing that I have a video of that moment brings me peace because I'm like, this is a moment that I really enjoyed living and having you know, having a memory of it and getting to watch those leaves sway again by the wind is just, (laughs) it's comforting. It's nice. I like it. I like that. I should do that too. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. Just like recording small moments of your day that are very random so that you Mm -hmm. can, you know, we have a small balance in our camera roll of the grand, beautiful moments and the small, simple, but equally beautiful moments mm-hmm. do you ever feel like social media gave you this um hate towards yourself or made you more insecure about some things yeah I mean that's kind of what's not happening in this moment but the reason why I took my my break I just didn't feel like my life was living up to what I thought it would I mean I just I do have to remind myself that a lot of people would want the life that I'm living right now Uh, like I live in Japan and a lot of people would love to live in Japan but just seeing kind of a lot of my friends progress and hit milestones that I haven't hit yet like getting married having a family and stuff like that um, I feel that my window although I know I'm still young is like you know closing in or that I'm not doing enough or a failure I guess in hitting those milestones because I haven't hit them yet well I think we all have our own timeline and you know sometimes those milestones are going to happen earlier in their timeline than it's going to happen in yours and that's mm-hmm. completely fine because in your own timeline you have hit other milestones that they have yet to, to hit I don't think exactly in Japan as well so <laughs> <laughs> no like I I am very grateful for and happy with the life that I've lived in but mm-hmm. social media can do that it can kind of like twist you know and make you have those kind of like dark sad thoughts a little bit sometimes yeah especially since you know, something that I have experienced is feeling very insecure about my body because my feet would just be full of very thick girls and it would just make me feel very insecure. And then I was told that a lot of them actually would edit their pictures 
and they would you know use photoshop or they would just be in these very unnatural positions i don't know if you ever came across one of those accounts that takes the bikini poses and shows you how ridiculous the position looks it's like i have i have seen some of those yeah and so when i saw this the first time and when i saw this the first time and i saw someone just showing their body as it was with the stretch marks and Mm -hmm. the the tummy and you know sometimes the dark spots and the acne and all of this it made me feel better because I could see a reflection of myself in that I feel like part of me some of the issues that I was struggling with are normal because everyone is struggling with them and the fact that I didn't see them on social media wasn't because they didn't exist it was just because they weren't put at the front Mm-hmm. And that brought me a lot of comfort. Yeah, I think all the filters and just all the different ways that you can kind of change how you look like mm-hmm. in social media definitely can affect, um, you know, your self-esteem and create insecurities for sure. Um, for me too, just looking at like all the perfect photos and I hardly post any photos of myself on social media. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like maybe landscapes or stuff like that because, yeah, you, you get self-conscious about that. Definitely. I also kind of don't post my picture because, I don't know, I've gone, I've gone down this rabbit hole of true crime <laughs> and listening to true crime podcasts. Oh no. And, and that just it's not haunt I really enjoy it, but it has um it made me notice a lot of things. For example, nowadays a lot of crimes are actually they're not happening, but they are made easier through social media. A lot of predators mm-hmm. can find kids, can find their victims on social media. There is also this is not as dangerous, but catfishes. And yeah. I don't know. I, I like I have my normal profile and then I have a finsta where that one I do feel comfortable posting everything not everything but like posting pictures and goofy photos because you know only select pe- only selected people have access to it but then my mm-hmm. normal account I just feel like I want to keep it not empty but I want to keep it on the low just very I think that's important for sure. Um, that's why I keep all my profiles pretty much private. I mean, I have a wild story for you that happened in Japan about someone using social media to like find someone <gasps> because there was a like Japanese icon who took a selfie. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it was honestly just her eyeball, not even like sunglasses or something, but there was a reflection of a bus stop or some sort of monument um, in her eye that one of her fans was able to locate and then be there and then find out where she lived. So it's, yeah, it's scary and crazy what people can do and find through what you post. Yeah. There's this influencer um, that I follow and you know, she once said that every story that she posts is actually from two days ago. So if she's traveling, if she's going out, anything that she ever records will be posted two days after the trip. That's smart. That is smart. Yeah, definitely. That I didn't understand at first. I was like, two days? But, you know, that's, why would you go through the hassle? But then, then, yeah, very smart. I think it's for influencers, it definitely, you have to be really smart about that. Um, mm-hmm. There was a TikToker that I somehow found that was doing basically like walking across Australia and like recording his adventure, his journey and posting mm-hmm. it. But because he was posting it kind of as he was doing it, people were able to track him. And then he was going to, he was getting threats and people saying I know where you are now or I'll find you and like it got really dangerous and then he just stopped posting and then maybe three weeks later he came back and said hey 
I stopped posting because I was getting threats and I didn't want to say where I was anymore, understandably. Yeah, that is crazy. Social media is a great place, as we have been discussing, but it is also just, it has a very dark side and it Mm -hmm. has very dangerous layers. Once you go down that rabbit hole, it's hard to be able to post anything, really. (laughs) True. Keep everything private as much as you can, maybe. Yes. Keep everything private and make sure that not everyone, even if you have some information that goes out, make sure that only people that you actually know, people that you actually Mm -hmm. trust, have access to those. And even then, sometimes it can get dangerous. If we go down the predator's rabbit hole and the true crime rabbit hole, it's going to become a two hours episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right now, if you could describe your feed in three words, what would it be? My feed? Are we talking like Instagram or Facebook? uh, Whatever social media you use most. I guess it's I can reply it to both. Let's see. Um, neglected. <laughs> um, genuine. I try to be genuine. Uh, I'll explain that in a little bit. So neglected, genuine, and travel. As lame as that is, I guess. Um, But the reason why I said genuine is because I actually did, I try and not just post highlights. Of course, I do like everyone else. But in Instagram last year, I tried to do this like 30-day positivity challenge. I remember I was following along. Yeah. So I, in that series, I tried to you know, not just show highlights, but kind of express things that I may be struggling with at the time. So, you know, not just showing all the happy things that there are things that, you know, people are struggling and they can share about and it's okay on social media. Mm -hmm. How about your newsfeed? My newsfeed? Yeah, the kind of content that you follow. Um... There's a lot of finance in my news feed. <laughs> Probably a lot of news about Japan and and the world itself and probably just US news, I would say. Mm-hmm. Nothing really specific. I try and I guess just see what are the main highlights that are happening around the world, but mm-hmm. for something specific, um, finance. I've been getting into finance recently. <laughs> That's really cool. I tried understanding finances, but I never really sat down and like, okay, let me understand this because it it still feels like a confusing topic for me. Understandable. I will will eventually get to it, but just not now, one day. Uh, that's really good you know especially the genuine part I remember your positivity challenge you did it after we met and it was just really nice I would I was actually looking forward to your posts because you you know you would give us a small prompt of Mm -hmm. this is the positive highlight of my day and this is for example how you can like what's yours or this is what you can do to find your positive highlight and I was actually looking forward to them because it felt like going on this little positivity journey along the school. So that was really nice. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm glad. That, that makes me happy. <laughs> Thank you. So the last question I have for you is kind of a question to wrap up everything. And it would mm-hmm. be, what are your main three takeaways to have a a healthy relationship with social media or to have a healthy presence on social media what would you suggest I think one remember that um you can always take a break if you need to because social media can be really overwhelming um two despite that remember that it can also be a positive 
force um, to bring awareness for certain issues or to keep in touch with people that you may not be able to keep in touch any other way. Mm -hmm. And three, be careful because <laughs> there are some bad people out there. Yes, be careful, definitely. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank, thank you for accepting the invitation and for doing this with me. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Yes, it was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Thank you guys for listening. If you have listened this far, let us know what you thought. Be part of the conversation. You can find us on Instagram at Lubitimundalam. And you can even leave a voice note on the Anchor page if you want to feature it on an upcoming episode. Thank you so much. Stay safe, stay kind, stay healthy. And until next time, bye.